Do you have a true story you want to see on my channel? Go to AskTheRavenDreams.com slash submit or check the links down below. And of course, thank you. Hey, people. First time posting. I've been freaking out about this for a bit, and I need to get it off of my chest. I grew up in a very small town in Australia and went to a very small primary school, about 80 people. I was talking to my best friend Laura, and we were passing stories back and forth about our childhood, and I mentioned that I used to have a best friend called Laura as well in primary school that I hadn't thought about in years. I told her about how we used to hate the popular girls, and created a code that we would write in to talk stuff about them. Like, they were mean and ugly. You know, childish insults. I decided after leaving her house to see if I could find my primary school friend on Facebook. Growing up in a small town means it's very easy to find people from your life, and there you normally have multiple friends in common. I typed her name in, and I couldn't find her. I decided to go through the friends from primary school friends lists, as I know a lot of girls that use their middle name as their last name on Facebook. Not sure why people do this, but surely one of them would be friends with her. After searching for a while, I had no luck, and gave up, so maybe she doesn't have it. A couple of days later, I received a call from my father, catching up, asking how things were going, I asked him if he remembers Laura, as I remember my father knew her aunt, as they would always talk when picking us both up from school, and he used to work for her family. My father thought for a while, and told me that he doesn't remember her at all. He did remember the family, as I told him the last name, but told me that I never went to school with any of their children, as they were a rich family and they all went to private school. I was a bit freaked out, but my dad has a terrible memory, so I guessed it was just that. But I was still curious. I decided to ring one of my friends from primary school, let's call him Aaron, to ask him if he remembered her. He told me no, but then I brought up the code that me and Laura had, and he told me he remembers me having the code and using it in school, but no one else knew what it was. This is where I'm lost. I've been asking everyone about her, and no one remembers. I started to get really frustrated at this point, and dug up old school photos to put this to rest. Looking tonight, the photo gave me literal chills. I looked through every year, and I started to shake. She's not there in any of them. I don't know why I remember her so clearly, but yet she doesn't exist. Why the hell would I make up a code that only I knew how to read? It doesn't make sense. Anyway, I just needed to get this off my chest. I feel like a part of my life has been taken away, and if it's happened before, could it happen again? Thanks for listening, guys. The OP then added an edit. Hey, everyone, 
Uh, first of all, thank you so much for all the upvotes. I didn't expect to see this much of a response. So for those who wanted an update, here it is. I went back to my hometown to visit, and also decided to do some investigating. Firstly, I visited my dad, and got him to call the auntie of Laura that I remembered after talking to her on the phone. She told us that she had two nieces, Kate and Amy, and confirmed that neither of them went to my primary school, and they're both older than me, the youngest being five years older, so they would not have been in my school year. I didn't get any time to visit my old primary school, but my mom had the school yearbooks that I didn't have, so I was able to go through them to see. And again, I couldn't find her. Also, for those who are wondering, my school photo book, there's a little section at the bottom that shows who was absent on photos day, so I crossed that idea off, but here's where it gets strange. I got to the point where I decided I must have made her up as some sort of friend I had made in my head when I didn't have many. But here's the stranger part. One night, I decided to meet up with some friends at the pub, have a beer, and catch up. While there, I ran into many people I've known throughout the year, including ones from primary school. One of the girls I knew, let's say Alice, was there and came over, and she did the usual, oh, how are you, what's new, and so forth. See, at this point, I had met up with Aaron, so we were doing our normal catch-up that we do every time I go back to visit, and he decided to mention to Alice about Laura, as I had talked to him about her a couple weeks ago. He was mocking me, saying stuff like, Opie actually believed his imaginary friend was real laughing and pointing at me. Alice just looked at him dumbfounded and, after a bit, said, Yeah, he did have a friend, Laura. I never talked to her, but they always hung out at lunch. You guys would always be drawing or some weird stuff together, yeah? My eyes widened, and I yelled out, Yes! Uh, to the point that the whole bar almost heard me. Alice just giggled and looked at me and said, well, she was real, I do remember her, sort of jokingly, making out Aaron to be an idiot for not remembering. Alice then asked what she was doing now, and I played it off, and said that we just didn't keep in touch. I didn't really feel like explaining the whole thing and sounding crazy, but Aaron was just quiet the whole time. After saying goodbye to Alice, Aaron just looked over at me and shook his head. You're freaking haunted or some stuff, mate. Again, playing it off, because at this point I just wanted to forget about it. I reply, yeah, I must be. And we didn't talk about it for the rest of the night. So, thanks for listening, people. At this point, I'm just not going to think about it and let it fade away in my memories. I've been spending way too much mental power on this the last couple weeks, and... I feel drained. I think I'm never going to get a clear answer, and I'm going to have to just leave it at that. One day, my cousins and I were playing in the back garden. It was a warm, 
sunny day in mid-July. The air was kind of hazy and full of the sounds of summer. Insects hid in the long grass just outside the boundaries of the safe garden. The garden and heath ran right through without the fence, gate, or any other type of barrier dividing our private back garden to the public. A very busy heath. For example, if you were playing in the back garden and a random person walked past on the way to the heath, they were clearly visible from anywhere within the vicinity of the garden, as well as being very audible, even down to the point of if the person knew our family, they were able to conduct a simple conversation with whatever kids were playing there. Gran always told us kids that the area directly outside the limit of the garden was strictly forbidden, and because she knew us three girls better than the back of her hand, this statement came with an extremely stern warning that if this rule wasn't followed, we would all receive smacked bottoms. We all abided, even though the three of us had adventurous spirits. At the time of this incident, we were all playing on the crazy pathing path that our builder uncles had made to make it easier for my wheelchair to run safely along the ground as I played with the other kids. Elle was pushing me as fast as she could, and I, in turn, was pushing the ancient family pram that had been there longer than any of us had. We were playing mummies. As usual, being the oldest, our cousin G was mum, and picking flowers for the milk bottle in our tree-slash-bush house. It was more a cluster of bushes at the bottom of the garden with a clearing, which was easier to adapt into a wheelchair-accessible treehouse, where all of us kids played at one time or another. Suddenly, there was a sense of not being alone. I think Elle and I had both noticed this at the same time, because we raised our heads and looked in the exact direction where the creeping feeling resonated. Just outside the back garden's entrance stood a strange-looking figure. We all said that, after the incident, the figure appeared to be a middle-aged, stocky man dressed in shabby, dark clothing. He called out, Hello, how are you? We didn't answer as we usually did to passers-by who we knew. The stranger continued, I've lost my dog. Have you seen a little white dog? Being ever protective, G answered curtly, No, no, we haven't seen any dogs at all. The stranger didn't look at G, but kept his attention on L and I, although he did respond to G's remark. Oh dear, will you help me look for her? She's not very old, and she might be lost. She couldn't have gotten too far. I automatically began to feel uneasy, and I knew that L felt the same way too as I felt her pull my wheelchair back. I let go of the pram, even though we were a good distance away from the stranger. The stranger was motionless throughout this discourse, Indeed, it was eerie how still he was. G had just turned 11 and was adamant. I'm sorry about your dog, but we can't help you. We're not allowed to leave the garden. The stranger remained still and measured. 
Come on, you won't be away for long. I'll pay you five pounds if you help. Just then, our older male cousin came around the side of the house pushing his bike, followed by a family friend who also lived at the house. They had both just returned home from work. Our attention was momentarily distracted away from the figure by their sudden arrival, and when we looked back in the direction that the stranger had been, he'd completely vanished. Seeing his sister G's perplexed look, our cousin H said, What's up with you? We all excitedly told H and our family friend about the strange happening with the man, and while the family friend, slightly unnerved by our account, rounded the three of us up and hurried us inside, H immediately marched out to the back garden in the direction of where we said the man must have gone, cursing under his breath about dirty old men perving on little girls, only to return twenty minutes later hot, bothered, and cross. Were you three having a laugh or what? he said angrily. There wasn't a man on the way. I went, in fact, I never saw anyone at all. It's too hot to play stupid games, little brats. The three of us were obviously indignant at this slur, as we had all seen and spoken to the same man. Later, when we were in the bedroom with my mum, she asked us about the incident. I still often talk about that day with my mom and my cousins, we still have no idea where the strange man could have gone, or who he was. Hey guys, I just finished watching this interview with Joe Rogan and David Fravor about his UFO sighting. Well... I decided I wanted to share an experience me and my brother had several years ago. I've told all of my family and friends, but I've never shared it online, other than on my personal Facebook when it happened. My grandpa and two uncles used to work at NASA in various positions. My uncles both denied ever hearing about anything extraterrestrial while working there, whereas my grandpa wouldn't tell me any specific stories, but he told me that he knew we were not alone. Anyway, I grew up in Cape Canaveral, Florida, but I now live in Georgia, about 20 minutes south of Atlanta, which is where this took place. So, several years ago in the summer, me and my brother rode in his truck to the gas station to get snacks and cigarettes. After we got our things, we decided to park in a space facing the road so we could smoke before we went home. My mom didn't know that we smoked at this time. We were sitting there, and I remember distinctly that we were drinking Yoohoo's and eating hot Cheetos. Everything about this experience stayed in my mind, and whenever I visit that gas station or drink a Yoohoo, I now think about it and what we saw. So, we were sitting there, just talking, and I noticed something in the sky, and I said, Hey, what's that? My brother looked, and we saw five lights in the sky in a V formation. They weren't moving, but just sitting there. 
We do live close to Hartsfield-Jackson Airport, and we see planes all the time. These were not planes. It was in the middle of the daytime, and the lights were bright, and like I said, not moving. Well, as we were staring at the lights, the two top lights of the V flew in different directions extremely fast, and then came back and joined the formation. This happened in around a second. After that, the middle two lights did the same thing, flew quickly away, and then flew back into the formation. Next, all of the lights scattered in different directions and did not return. They disappeared. We were shocked by what we just saw and drove home quickly to tell our mom. I then posted on Facebook asking anyone if they saw the lights in the sky, and two other people who lived near me said that they had. Some people asked why I didn't take a picture or video. Well, first of all, when it happened, we were both so enamored by what we were seeing that it didn't occur to me to pull out my phone. It all happened so fast, maybe in the span of about 45 seconds, and we were so focused on what we were seeing that it just didn't cross either of our minds. Second of all, at this time my brother had an iPhone that he left at home, but I only had a slide phone, so the camera would not have been that good. Anyway, I think about this occurrence all the time. My brother is a no-nonsense type person. He's a non-believer of everything, from ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, etc. I don't know really how to describe him, but he's definitely not someone who would make up a UFO story. He might not even tell anyone just to keep himself from looking weird to others. But even he can't explain what we saw, and he will corroborate the story. Me? I'm very open-minded. Since this happened, I definitely believe in extraterrestrial, and have become interested in other mysteries like cryptozoology and stuff like that. So, maybe people might not believe the story, and that's fine. Me and my brother both know what we saw, and there's no way anyone could explain it being a plane or even a military craft based on how it stayed put and then zoomed off and back again so quickly. I feel privileged getting to witness something like this because some skeptics may never get the visual proof or experience they are looking for. Has anyone else ever had an experience like this? So, I don't know if this is the right place to post, but I need to know if anyone has ever seen this thing or had a similar experience. I live in a small city in Texas currently, but I grew up in a small town about an hour and 30 minutes away. When I visit my family and go home afterwards, I have two different roads that I can take. One is through the highway, the other, which is slightly faster, is through the back roads. The back road mainly consists of empty farm roads with nothing but windmills and farmland. Occasionally, there are one or two more cars, but 
most of the time it's empty. That day, I decided to go through the back roads. My roommate, who had also come to visit her family, was driving behind me in her truck. It was around 6.30pm, and the sun was about to set, but not fully set, leaving the sky with an orange hue. As we were driving through the back road, I see something up ahead crouched next to a bush. As I get closer, I see that it's white and its skin looks leathery. Its legs are extremely long. As I pass it, it jumps over my car onto a tree on the other side of the road. During this moment, I didn't react for some reason. I kept driving, looking ahead with a blank face. It felt as if I was in a trance. When the thing jumped over my car, I was able to see how long its legs actually were. It jumped off the ground like a spring that was pushed down and then let go. It had equally long arms, and overall, it basically looked like a, a tall, large-proportioned human. For some reason, I could have also sworn that I saw a hat on it. The best way I could describe it is like the white spy from Spy vs. Spy. And picture that spy, but with long arms and legs, as well as a thin torso. Like I said, I felt like I was in a, a trance. I drove and drove with my friend behind me until we got to our apartment. The whole way, my mind was blank. And for the life of me, I can't explain how my mind and body felt. We got home, and I'd completely forgotten about it and neither my roommate nor me brought it up. Until about two weeks later. Me and my roommate were drinking, and for some reason, she said something that instantly reminded me of that day. I looked at her, and I asked her, Do you remember that time we were driving on the back roads and that thing jumped over my car? She instantly remembered, and told me she felt like, after it happened, she was lost in a trance as well. She described the thing exactly the way I pictured it. However, from her point of view, she definitely saw it clearer. I still can't explain what exactly it was we saw, and then why we were in a trance after we saw it, or why we completely forgot about it until that night. If anyone has any theories, or maybe a logical explanation, I'd love to hear it. I sometimes stay awake at night thinking that whatever it was might show up again to take me. <laughs> I still drive down the same road hoping to come across it again. I'm not afraid. I'm just so confused. This one's a tricky one to explain. Last night, I saw two red circles at our window, but they were kind of hazy, like a cloud of moving mist, and kept swaying side to side almost. It went away, and I wasn't afraid of it or anything before I tried to fall asleep. I just dismissed it as seeing a trick of the mind, you know? I've been seeing tons of paranormal activity lately, but... I've also been trying my best to be skeptical of everything. 
I heard screaming while awake last night also, though, but no one else could hear it when I tried to confirm as my fiancé was awake at the time and roomies were asleep. It was very clearly a man's voice in extreme distress, but sort of far away. I think I was trying to put it off as just being the TV at first for the neighbors or something, but I clearly remember not hearing a TV on, if I think about it, because our neighbors are usually pretty loud with their systems, and the walls are thin for the apartments. I've gotten super great astral travel lately, so I think it's getting easier to see things in that spirit realm, if you will, even while I'm awake. Not only did I see that red mist before, but I saw my fiancé standing in front of the door screaming without moving his mouth, not too long after I had heard the distressed man's voice. I knew my fiancé was right next to me on the bed and wasn't moving, though, so it was really off-putting to see him standing screaming there when... He really wasn't. I remember reaching out to my fiancé and suddenly we both started screaming in that strange internal way. I felt that sleep paralysis as if it were my own and we both were able to get up and out of it, thankfully. What solidified this experience for me was when he woke up and thanked me for getting him up after I asked him what happened. I did not see the red mist anymore outside our window, but my fiancé said they saw the downstairs neighbor screaming and red circles outside the window, and that's when they also started screaming. I also realized the events took place around 3am, but took place over the course of 20 minutes. I think I really did see a sleep paralysis demon. And I have a new theory that sleep paralysis demon attacks only happen in the astral state when we are afraid of something. I saw and heard all of this clear as day while awake, but I do have a little more to the experience for when I was drifting asleep or actually asleep. To be in compliance with the rules, I will only share what I witnessed while I was wide awake, unless specifically asked. I'm open for any questions, as I do love sharing the knowledge. As an eight-year-old child, I lived near the coast in northern Tasmania. One day, I was walking down along the shore with my aunt, and I noticed something largish that had washed up on the beach, so I ran ahead to have a look. It was obviously deceased, but decomposition had barely started. It was not bloated at all, but what it was left me and my aunt confused. It was the size of a small German shepherd dog, but... It had the head like a brown seal, and the front flippers of a seal, but its back legs were like a dog. It also had the color of a brown seal, and 
if it wasn't for the rear end of the creature, I would have just thought it was a dead seal. It had two separate legs and paws. It was clearly one animal, not two that somehow either joined together by a taxidermist or someone practicing. We ended up leaving it alone and we never reported it to anyone, but now I'm an adult in my 40s and I uh, still have no answer to what it was that I saw that day. Any ideas of what this creature could have been? I've heard rumors of a similar type of creature from remote southern Tasmania, but this one was much larger and slightly different. The creature from southern Tasmania had the front legs of an elephant. Its mouth was open and was as large as a doorway. A person could easily walk inside. It had been shot at with what looked like a shotgun, so the locals assumed that a fishing boat had noticed it, and the crew were spooked and shot it. The rear end was similar to a whale with flippers. It appeared in a town called Dover. The local adults ran to the beach to see what was going on, and they sort of shepherded it back into the water, and it left. It made no aggressive movements toward them. The locals were just scared as they had no idea what it was. I've often considered that Perhaps it came on land to heal or to die, but this one I did not see myself. I was told about that one from my stepfather, who, at the time, was reluctant to tell me. He's a very down-to-earth person, and would not have invented a fantastical tale such as that. I could tell by his reluctance to tell me that it was an honest story, and that he was concerned about ridicule for repeating what he had seen. I'm just confounded by what seems to be cross-breeding land animals and aquatic animals, or perhaps not cross-breeding, but what appears to be a mixture of both. Any suggestions about either? It would be great. Hello, this is my weirdest story of my whole life. I haven't told anyone about it except a friend who laughs at me. This is all real, and I am not lying. My brother works for my parents. He went home with his truck at noon to eat with us. He's ten years older than me, and we weren't on good terms when this story happened. And I was nineteen years old when that happened. So, it was June, and my parents weren't here for the whole day. I was supposed to cook pasta for my brother and his girlfriend when they would be home. You need to understand that the truck makes a lot of noise, and that my dogs are super sensitive to the sound of a car in our alley. We have a portal, so only us can go here. It was 11am, and my dogs began to bark. I hear the sound of the trucks, and I swear that I have to have seen this black truck parking in the alley. So, I let the dogs go outside, and they go near my brother, playing with him. The dog hates being outside alone. Like, they'll bark and scream like babies in front of the door, if there isn't anyone with them. But, on this day, the dogs stayed quiet. 
they were with my brother, after all, so nothing abnormal. I keep watching the TV, thinking that my brother could cook for himself since he was home early. I know he needed to take his girlfriend from her school, but it was only around noon, and it was like 11.20, so there was plenty of time. I kept watching TV until I hear the truck again, and the door opens. It was my brother with his girlfriend. He was super mad at me, because the cooking wasn't ready. I told him he could have done it because he was home so early instead of doing nothing. He looked at me like I was crazy, and he told me that he hasn't been home at all. He just arrived. He'd had a busy morning and was almost late to be at school for his girlfriend on time. After that, we had one of our worst arguments of all time. I still don't know what happened. I saw his trucks. The dog saw it too. The dog wouldn't have stayed with anyone else outside that long anyways. And really, he has no interest in lying about this at all. So that was a collection of true scary stories, a grab bag mix of all things spooky, frightening, things to send shivers down your spine and make your skin crawl. How's that sound? Sounds pretty good to me. So anyways, friends, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please do consider hitting that thumbs up button. Leave me a comment letting me know what your thoughts were, which one is your favorite. And if you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button and the bell icon next to it. You can also support the Nevermore further by following me on my social media platforms or following on Patreon, Coffee, or memberships. All patrons and members get early access to content like this, and most patrons and members get extra content twice a month at least. If that interests you, for as little as $1 a month, you can get early access to all my content. If that interests you, check it out. If not, alright, sounds good. All of it's optional and never is ever, ever expected, but it is appreciated, so. I hope all of you have a beautiful day. I hope I'll see you on the next video. I'm sure I will. <laughs> but until then, my lovely friends, sleep well. <laughs>